Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. That's right. Tonight's another episode of Bring Your Own Security Radio. I am Dave the IT Guy. Tonight we're talking about Secure World, Regional Expos, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in and spending an hour with us. Don't forget, keep your info for your CPEs for listening to this podcast. Hello again, my name is Dave. I am known as Dave the IT Guy around the greater Cincinnati area. Why, would you ask? Well, because I've been in the IT field in this area for more than 20 years consulting. I've had my hands in a lot of things. You know, one of the things I like to remind people about, uh, since I just briefly kind of talked about consulting, is that people talk about virtualization, right? And they think VDI, or they think about VMware, or Hyper-V, or some of the newer um, cloud-based solutions, or hyper-converged solutions, and people forgetting about application virtualization. And back in the day, um, you know, there used to be uh, this little, well, uh, lesser-known application, and now, well, not now, that's a bad way to say it, over the last, gosh, 10, 12 years, Microsoft has called it AppV, uh, A-P-P hyphen V. And, uh, but they bought that little company uh, back in the day when they were competing with uh, Citrix and um, Novell. So don't forget about application virtualization. It's a great thing and awesome uh, way to save money on um, licensing and, uh, and to save, save bandwidth, you know, hardware requirements. Um, you can even push applications out to phones. Um, one of the best things about it was back in the day when I was doing it was healthcare. Um, you know, a lot of different applications needed different versions of the same thing. You know, different versions of Java, uh, different versions of .NET, etc. And when you put application virtualization to, uh, these apps together, they work in their own little bubble space, right? And so the, the application sees the local machine's hardware and says, oh, okay, I'm on a I'm on a Windows 7 or a Windows 10 or whatever. And it's able to work just fine. But it doesn't see side-by-side applications unless you package them all together. So, for example, you do something that needs uh, nothing but uh, Java. You package that with that particular version of Java and that application thinks the only thing on the computer is me and Java, right? It doesn't know the difference. Whereas you might need an application that calls on Java and it might have to call uh, Notepad or um, Microsoft Word to uh, create reports and things like that. So you package those three things together in its own little bubble and the application thinks, I'm the only one here. So you could literally open an application up that runs an old Java, let's say, I don't know, 5.5, just for the heck of a demonstration. And then you open another application that says, I need Java, you know, 9.0. And you could run those two applications side by side on the same computer. They don't interfere with each other. You don't have problems with Java uh, issues. It's awesome. If you've never done application virtualization, and I would bet a good chunk of you have not, because it's nowhere near as common as it should be. But if you do any kind of hardware virtualization at all, why are you not doing application virtualization with it? I mean, you're missing the boat 
like like no other. So anyway, since I was on that topic, I thought I would. Now, I also would like to say, uh, give out my apologies to Bruce Sussman. So he and I got together and pre-recorded an interview that was to air tonight. And we ran it through um, some some filtering and some stuff. And somehow the audio got corrupted. So we're going to bring Bruce back um, and do that all over again. But tonight I want to make sure that we that I talk a little bit about what he and I spoke of and make sure that that information gets out. And the reason that that's important to me is that um, some of the Secure World um, uh, events are coming up soon. Uh, many passed. Uh, they do like, I think it was like 18 in a year. And, um, you know, they, they come and go. So I want to make sure that, that we don't miss uh, talking about his. Now, I'm in the Cincinnati area, and coming up on October 17th uh, in a Cincinnati suburb called Sharonville is the um, the Cincinnati uh, event, and it's going to be great. And I'm lucky enough that I actually got invited to be the roundtable host. Now, I'm not just a podcaster who talks a bunch of big words that I Googled, you know, and, and, and say things and not know the context. I am a CISSP. I've been a certified ethical hacker since 2009. I've held three versions of a CCNA, uh, meaning I got them, they expire, get a new one, whatever, etc. I've held every MCSE since NT40 and a whole bunch of other uh, vendor and or industry certs, um, including um, the ITIL, um, gosh, what else do I do? I've got the certified instant handler from EC Council. Um, so I've had my fingers in a lot of pies. Um, I'm no slouch here. So um, when we talk about t- topics, either between consulting uh, for more than uh, 10 years of my career and, and touching different industries like uh, retail and um, manufacturing, uh, specifically uh, automotive um, and uh, machining type of uh, manufacturing uh, PLC controllers, things like that. Also, just doing straight up, uh, you know, hey, I need 500 servers on some VMs and I need some new infrastructure and I need a new mail server, etc. What can you do for me? And just going in and architecting something new and then building it after I designed it. So I've had my hands in a lot. I've been in the healthcare sector for more than 12 years of my career. And I've traveled around the world um, consulting. I've been uh, all over the U.S. I've been in uh, Mexico. I've been to the Caribbean. And I've been to the U.K. I've been to Spain, France, and Germany. So when we go to talk about these things, I know what I'm doing. And the people that are going to be in Cincinnati on this roundtable, you know, I just said all this stuff about me. And it's, it, yeah, it was a little bit to toot my horn. I'll, I'll, you know, let's be honest. But it was also to show that, you know, I don't just get on air and just throw a bunch of big words out. And for all of the great things I've done and all of the things that, uh, that I think, you know, separate me from the pack to some extent in my area the people on this upcoming round table are awesome i mean these guys um and some of the uh, the speakers that will be um in cincinnati you know steve brown um used to be uh the chief evangelist from intel uh they call him the bald futurist you know he's going to be in cincinnati as the keynote speaker um some of the people that's on the Cincinnati um, Advisory Council, uh, a guy named George Bailey out of Purdue University, uh, a guy named Doug Carter out of Munich, um, uh, Michael Carr from Hildebrand, um, Leo Cronin, the VP and CSO out of Cincinnati Bell. Um, and if you didn't know about Cincinnati Bell, Cincinnati Bell was the first, the first consumer-level high-speed internet. Cincinnati Bell brought DSL was the first public company to bring DSL to the customers in the entire country. And I happened to work in the data center at the time, and I started racking old Cisco 675 cable modems back in the day. And we sold, you know, we had dial-up internet at 56K. We all of a sudden started offering 385K, and we could not keep, uh, we couldn't build racks fast enough. Customers were just 
jumping over like in droves. And at the time, our um, sales reps in our stores, you know, commission guys, they were making hand over fist cash. I think they made like $70 for for commission for every new high-speed internet account they sold. And they would literally be five sales reps in a retail store. And from open to close in the first like three weeks, there would be a line for all five sales reps, 10 deep, the entire eight-hour shift. I mean, you just turn people up turn people over i mean it was amazing i mean these guys were raking in i think in the first three weeks from a commission perspective one of the guys i talked to back then said i just made nineteen thousand dollars in three weeks because i couldn't you know write the orders fast enough and and they ultimately had like extended hours for the stores uh to handle the crush and that doesn't count all the people that were calling in on the phones. But people thought, man, I don't want to sit three hours on hold getting my order processed. I'll just go into a retail store. Oh, crap. I got to go in there, stand two hours in line. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I digress. But I bring that up because, you know, the people that put these Secure World events on, the actual people, the guys like like uh, Bruce Sussman, you know, his job is to go out and talk about these things and, and to... Uh, help recruit some of these great speakers. You know, when we talk about a black hat and a DEF CON and all these big events, national, you know, RSA, international events even. And then you think about uh, something like a secure world and you're like, ah, man, you know, it's just Cincinnati. And uh, they've got, um, let's see, I think here in, in uh, the rest of uh, 2018, there's a few. Um, I'm looking at their schedule off the top of my head, but I think right now we have, um, uh, so Dallas comes up October 10th and 11th. Cincinnati is October 17th. Denver is October 31st and November 1st. Uh, Seattle is November 7th and the 8th. So those are the last ones in 2018. And then we start in March in Charlotte of 2019. Again, in Boston in March. Uh, Philly in April. Houston in April. Toronto, Ontario in April, Kansas City in May, and coming back to Cincinnati even in May. So, you know, these guys are not slouches and putting on these events, but the speakers that they get are people that are top-notch in many industries, and they're not just people that know big buzzwords, right? These are people that are in the trench, so to speak. They're doing things. They're racking things. They're logging in and configuring things they're troubleshooting things they're going into companies and architecting brand new things i mean they're just thing 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 people right these are people that are doing big things and they're in your neighborhoods they're in your state your you know maybe three state region but they're there and they're doing things that are amazing why why do i Hopefully, my excitement about this event comes through and why I'm talking about this because, you know, you can go to these events and sit next to a guy or a girl that you've never met before and you find out they work in a company right down the street or maybe right across town or maybe a few miles down the road or maybe then in the downtown of your area, right, or a suburb. But these are people that you can meet and have lunch with. These are people that you can exchange email and phone numbers with. And these are people that, you know, maybe they bought and implemented a technology that you're considering. And you can ask them about their real-world experience. And you, and you can talk to them. And you can share info. And maybe even, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to even do a little partnership thingy where you know, we were getting ready to implement something that somebody else had implemented. And upon meeting someone, I was like, hey, you know, what if I'm having trouble with this? Would you be willing to um, let me call one of your techs and ask questions? Um, You know, I know he's on your clock. And in return, I have a skill set from the CISSP world, auditing and things. And if you needed to maybe perform some, you know, arbitrary audit, um, you know, not a month long, but you need somebody to come in and take a day to maybe review a new process that you're putting in place, a new procedure or 
a quick audit of something. You know, I'll trade you. You let me have access to one or two of your guys that do something I don't know how to do, and I'll give you access to me or some of my people that have skill sets that you don't have on staff, right? And we can trade. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That off. And in one case, we were actually competitive healthcare systems. You know, we're vying for that same patient in our area and their insurance dollars. And, you know, behind the business, the reality is we're all in the infosec field. We're all in technology. And yes, we're, we're in healthcare, but, you know, we're not out front selling you stuff. We're trying to do the best we can to keep our patient dollars there because you know what some of my families might show up at your hospital and some of your family might show up in my doctor's offices or my hospitals and you want our abilities to keep your family's patient info safe and secure right and I want the same out of you so I'm willing to help and it, you're, it, it's amazing how people don't think something that simple right instead of going out and paying you know, tens of thousand dollars for consultant fees um, to bring somebody in to take a look at something, you now have the ability to trade and kind of barter and make a deal with somebody. It's amazing. And it's all because you went to an event like Secure World and you sit down next to somebody at, at, a, at a time when you needed to hear about something. So you're able to, to see that person in this environment and know that they know what they're talking about, right? Maybe it's one of the speakers. You know, these these speakers, you know, they put in their um, their submission to speak at these events, right? Um, kind of like a black hat and an RS, RSA or a DEF CON, you know. They say, here's the topic I want to talk about, and here's why I'm good at it. And the Secure World Advisory Panel says, okay, yep, yeah, that's a good topic. Let's bring you in, right? So then you meet that person after their speech, and, um, you know, and make that deal like, hey, man, I'd love to learn more. You know, can we go out for a beer or, um, you know, can I shoot you an email sometime if I have an oddball question? And, um, you know, what kind of things do you need? And maybe I can offer that. So I don't want to beat that horse about trading. But I got to tell you, I made a deal like that not too long ago. And it's already paid dividends on both sides of the equation. Um, even just shooting a quick email with a screenshot of hey you ever seen something like this before and then within like 45 minutes like oh yeah dude it's this you know go figure this or go download that or whatever and um, saving me a the time to open a ticket with a vendor uh, and dealing with that kind of mess uh, b trying to go out and google crap on my own uh, c you know even if the other two things didn't work having to bring a consultant in to do it for me None of that. I sent an email, I sent a screenshot. So I can't say it enough how these smaller regional events are so well worth it. And, you know, I say events, you know, Secure World puts on a great stuff. I went to the Cincinnati one last year and it was amazing. And that really kind of got my, uh, my, my thought juices going about, you know, what can I do to make things better and how can I be more involved? And then I, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't know at that point about, you know, these other smaller uh, infosec things like in Cincinnati, uh, Matt Schurer, who uh, is going to be doing one of the presentations in Cincinnati. He is the leader of a security interest group here in Cincinnati. And once a month, he gets somebody to come in and in some cases, two or three somebodies in the course of a, a two or three hour night. And 
they come in and do presentations. And it's a one-day thing, one-night thing, you know, a few hours late at night, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., all right? But now he's he's in uh, the banking industry as a security practitioner, and I've known Matt now for a couple years, and I've had him on this show, and I'm also able to shoot him an email or give him a call and develop that relationship and keep that context going. And Matt was actually instrumental in getting me invited to be the uh, roundtable um, host, per se, uh, for the Sensei Secure World event. So it's those kind of things, you know, that uh, going to these events, uh, I just, I can't, I cannot possibly be excited enough or overly excited per se um, about these kind of events and these size events, um, you know, and there are so many others like that, that, that you really need to seek. So again, secureworldexpo.com is the website. Um, Bruce Sussman, again, who was gracious enough to give me 45 minutes of his time a few days ago. Um, hopefully, we'll be uh, equally as gracious to, to bring it back. But if you end up at a Secure World event, uh, most likely Bruce is there. He travels to all of them, I do believe. Um, so look him up. Great source of knowledge. And if you're ever looking for somebody to say, hey, do you know somebody that does whatever? You know, Bruce runs these things. He recruits vendors. He recruits speakers. If there's anybody out there that would know somebody that does something, it's probably going to be Bruce. I mean, this guy's got contacts like you wouldn't believe. And I don't mean the ones that go in your eyeballs. I mean, this guy, he knows people, you know. Um, and, yeah, anyway, we'll get off that topic. But but great, great stuff out of Bruce. Um, and his uh, his interview was, was just awesome. And... Um, the nice thing for me is I get to do it all over again because, um, you know, technology is what it is and, um, you know, things happen. So, all right, secure world. Um, gosh, some of these secure world events are one day, some are two days, right? So since I event happens to be one day, um, you heard me mention some of the other uh, locations like, uh, I think Philly this year. Or Philly, like April 10th and 11th, et cetera, next year. Um, you know, Dallas this year is October 10th and 11th. Um, St. Louis was September 18th, 19th. So some of them have um, two-day events. And I'm not sure what, what, the, what the why. You know what I mean? Why some are two and some are only one. Uh, I imagine it's because uh, Secure World is newer to some of these areas than they are to others. And so um, they're still developing the volume of content, they're still getting the word out for um, for uh, patrons to sign up to come. Um, so I imagine it's some to do with that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, my goodness, what a great event. I, I just, <laughs> highly enough, I was able to find 21 minutes to talk about one thing like that because of how much fun I have at their events. So um yeah, Secure World. I want to take a minute, uh, or probably a few minutes, to also um, talk about some, some stuff that's kind of happening that's current. Um, things like, you know, um, one of the newest hacker things is they have created a volume of fake PayPal sites. And the purpose of these fake PayPal sites is to get you to sign in, of course, uh, to sell things. And you sign in, you know, if you go to paypal.com, you can um, create, you know, go in and sign in and create an item for sale. So you give it a SKU if you want to, an item description, it's price, it's shipping, sales tax, and all that stuff. And then you can create a link to your sales website or to your blog or to your Twitter um, about um, that item, right? Well, if you log into one of these fake sites, you've done a couple things. One is you've logged in and you used your uh, PayPal credentials to get logged in. And so now they have your real PayPal credentials. Secondly, when you created your item for sale, you created, uh, you had to tell it, okay, if somebody buys, I want you to send the money to this account. 
bank account, whatever. So you then had to type in information so that money could get transferred to your bank account. Well, the newest trickery is creating all these PayPal accounts. And somehow or another, it's working very well. And, and I say somehow or another because I pay very, very close attention to web URLs. When I click a link or get into email and I'm clicking an email link for to send an email to somebody, if it's link-based, I take a minute to look at the link of where I'm going or what I'm clicking. And I make sure that it's not some ridiculousness. And if I'm trying to get a PayPal to sign in for something and the URL says paypal-us.abccompany.org um, uh, slash login slash whatever. I, I know that that's not PayPal's website. I just know it. Um, and I know I'm getting tricked in some way and I don't click it and I don't go there. Instead, I type paypal.com, right? I type the URL I want to go to. That way I know I'm not clicking on something I shouldn't be. So I guess it's because I've been in the field 21 years. I guess it's because I teach, you know, staff what to look for at the hospital system I work for. But I just don't understand how people are getting tricked into going to these sites and typing in all this info and, and going through all this effort. And ultimately, you're not selling anything because you're at a scam website and you just got compromised with all of your info. How do you not know that, people? How are you not paying attention to what you're logging into? All of these sites have something that will give it away that you're not where you're supposed to be. Either the URL is wrong or the little HTTPS um, locky thing or the, the certificate isn't there or it doesn't match the right name or or the way the website is worded. Uh, you know, most of these folks are not native English speakers and they use bad grammar. And, and maybe when you talk yourself, you don't have great grammar. So when you read it, you hear it in your own ear, right? And you read like you talk, and you're like, oh, that sounds perfectly normal. I mean, whatever the issue is, I don't know how you're not picking up on it. But please, please pay attention. Same goes for URLs, uh, for websites, um, addresses, email addresses. Pay attention. If you don't know how to read a URL, just Google it. Go out to Google and type, teach me how to read a URL. Or teach me how to spot a fake URL. Teach me how to spot a fake email. You'll find a boatload of resources that are free. Some are paid. And you'll be able to figure out for yourself how to not get fooled. But my God, people, I mean, this isn't rocket science, man. And how are you still getting uh, caught up in this stuff, right? All right. Well, all right. So what else is going on? So we've got, um, of course, some things are around the world. Uh, Google recently, um, I think it was uh, Tuesday, uh, whatever day October 2nd was, uh, it came out with five major uh, security updates for Chrome extensions. Now, remember, people talk about doing your Windows updates, right? And people talk about doing your um, um, your application updates and things like that. But a lot of people forget to do, like, updates on their extensions for either Chrome or Firefox or IE or whatever they have extensions for. And they forget to update them. So, you know, remember, there are extensions um, that can get compromised. Anyway, uh, Google five major security announcements regarding Google Chrome extensions. A um, couple of them I, uh, surround cryptocurrency mining scripts, um, how to disable uh, the installation of these things, etc. Um, host permissions is one of the current um, changes. Um, Google is now banning code obfuscation for Chrome extensions. So if the code is obfuscated, uh, Google just bans it. Um, now Google is also requiring mandatory two-step verification for their developers. 
so that uh, if you put something in a Google store, you're going to be verified uh, by two-factor. Um, and then you get a new review process, and apparently it's pretty strict. Um, looking for anything that's got you know permissions that are too uh, powerful. Um, so yeah, so Google at least is doing that. Uh, they're trying to do something to help st uh, stem the tide of of all the nonsense that's going down, right? Um, God, Monday. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Ghost DNS. How many people? Uh, raise your hand and course i can't see you so i'm just going to assume y'all did uh but raise your hand if you heard about ghost dns um it's a new dns changer uh, kind of botnet thingy um but it's hijacked over 100,000 uh roughly routers and this was with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, four days ago. So by now, um, you know, mostly the home, uh, the Soho, the... Um, um, consumer grade uh, uh wireless router things you know not your high-end uh palo altos and um other things but um basically it's uh it gets in there and uh it's it's malware of course it uh changes uh dns server settings on the device so that um they can route all of your traffic through their servers and then basically just monitor what you do and uh and steal your data um you know, what it's looking for is basically routers that have like default um, login and passwords or like no username and password, you know, just blank. Um, what was it? 21? Yeah, yeah. 21 different um, manufacturers were known to be uh, openly compromised. Um, so, again... Pay attention, write, um, I was trying to look, I had a list, oh, here we go, so, yeah, so just briefly, um, most of the D-Link, uh, DIR model things, uh, DIR 600, 610, uh, 615, 905Ls, uh, the, the D-Link Share Center, um, the Intelbras, I-N-T-E-L-B-R-A-S, um, their models Huawei, uh, H-U-A-W-E-I, um, Microtik, um, which is a fairly common one. Of course, TP-Link, uh, which is home for, uh, very common in the um, smart home sector for people. So if you got TP-Link, uh, if you have a Zizel router, which are very common with the ISPs when they say, hey, yeah, we'll bring you a wireless router free uh, for signing up for our service. It's usually a Zizel brand. Um, um, they get some other kind of off brands as well, uh, fiber home, uh, fiber link, those brands. Um, so those are the, the major brands that, uh, oh, the air router air OS, um, is another one. So these are all affected, known to be affected, uh, routers. Um, so if you have anything I just said, you need to do a couple of things. One is change the password if it has a default password or if it has nothing you make one and you make it hard and secondly is update the firmware to the most common most of these people have put out firmware updates over the last two to four days um what else has happened recently uh telegram the calling uh feature from telegram you know supposedly secure messaging well um 
they found that a researcher found that it was leaking your IP address, so not so secure after all. Um, but there has been a patch released. I think it was Saturday or Sunday that the patch was out. So if you have not updated since since at least Sunday, um, go do an update. And um, of course, we all heard about Facebook this week being compromised and having to send out um, or having it, it expired, you know, fifty some million. 60-some million passwords uh, for users. So if you were one of the ones that had to reset your password, hopefully you made it a good one, you know, big, long, 12 characters or more, um, special character sort of deal, right? Don't don't get lazy. Um, hey, while we're on the topic of, um, of lazy and passwords, I want to tell you that, um, and again, I made no money off what I'm getting ready to say, um, I'm a customer, not a spokesperson. But if you are trying, if you are considering a password uh, keeper kind of software, um, yes, there's a bunch of free great ones. Uh, KeyPass, LastPass comes to mind. But if you're going to use multiple devices that are multiple OSs, like you know Windows computer, you got an iPad, uh, an iPhone, or an Android phone, you know whatever, um, I encourage you to check out Dashlane. I Use it. You can. Um, it'll sync between multiple devices in real time. You can. Um, you know, go online. You can print stuff out. Um, you can uh, use it as a, what they call a light, so that you can just use it from a thumb drive and let it sync. Um, there's even uh, browser uh, extensions like Chrome and Firefox for Dashlane. Uh, I don't remember how much it costs. I bought like a five-year thing. I got a Groupon for it that, like last year or something, and I bought it for five years for like uh, 129 bucks or something. Um, got it on seven different devices around our house. So I encourage you, use it. Why am I saying that? Well, yes, I forget all my damn passwords, and I don't like to reuse passwords. I am a stickler for that, um, and I'm certainly not going to remember, you know, 150 passwords to work things and website things and um, personal things, whatever. Um, so it helps you with that. It auto-logs you into stuff, but it also, as breaches are reported, um, Dashlane pops up a notice when you log in that, hey, you know, there's eight breaches that you're a customer of and your password is in that breach list. So it automatically tells you, yep, you're, you've been compromised and and there's an automatic like little change my password button. So you can have it automatically just randomly generate a password for you that's like super strong or you can click the button and do it manually like okay i'll go change my password right now and here's what i want my new one to be so a lot of options and it it really you know kind of makes it dummy proof right keeps it easy for you to know that you've been compromised and uh, so yeah so check them out dashlane um i, I think it's just dashlane.com again i don't recall because i don't I don't log into the website every day because I use the automated pieces, right? The browser extension and uh, the uh, Windows-based pieces and Android-based for my phone. So Dashlane, uh, passwords, secure. Keep them, keep them rock solid, you know, and uh, quit reusing your same password everything. That's how you get compromised. Uh, right on. So let's get off that topic. Um, what was new? Oh, yeah, so today um, that there was basically like a supply chain attack. So um, China, so like U.S. companies that, let me make sure I say it correctly. So, um, so Bloomberg, you know, obviously a uh, big company, a uh, big uh, news organization, um, revealed an article that uh, a tiny surveillance ch- chip, a uh, little micro, uh, you know, a little, little piece of, uh, technology about the size of a grain of rice had been found hidden on servers used by nearly 30 million American companies, including Apple and Amazon. And these chips were not part of the original motherboards uh, designed by uh, Supermicron. They had been inserted during the manufacturing process in China. In a report, uh, they said they did a three-year-long top-secret investigation by the U.S., Claims that Chinese government affiliate groups managed to infiltrate the supply chain to install tiny surveillance ships to motherboards, which ended up in servers deployed by U.S. military, U.S. intelligence agencies, and private companies like Apple and Amazon. 
Apple made its discovery back in May of 2015 um, after detecting odd network activity and firmware uh, problems and reported it and started getting help from the government. So, great, scary uh, thing. What was great, though, is that they discovered it, right? Because they're like, hey, what's this stuff? So, where all this leads me, of course, is be careful about what you buy and know what you're looking at. But also... Um, monitoring, you know, make sure that you're monitoring the traffic on your network. You know, they found this because they started getting um, odd network activity and they were started having some weirdo firmware problems. So by having, you know, network monitoring software, they were able to, to determine something was going wrong and they were able to pull all that as documentation and ultimately find their problem and report it to the U.S., so to the feds and, uh, um, whoever, CIA, FBI, NSA, LMNOP, you know, I'm sure all the, the big boys and big girls got uh, involved and um, and get to go investigate and research these guys. So, so at the end, Super Micro and the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs have strongly denied Bloomberg's findings by releasing lengthy statements. Uh, you can find a full list of the official statements by all these people. Um on uh, Twitter because why because I sent out a tweet um, about uh, I don't know 35 40 minutes ago however long we've been on air about five minutes before we went on air um, regarding this particular thing so
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.